Watch Zap Connection. Welcome back to the temple, and welcome back to Linking Up Luchas. I'm your host, Logan Croslin, and tonight we will continue to look at the characters, matches, and drama Lucha Underground has to offer. Let me now get, bring in my solo co-host for the night, Scott Shiflett, making his return. How you doing tonight? Uh, Logan, I'm glad to be back. Uh, I've missed, you know, coming to the... Uh to to uh to to the to the underground i i, I just blanked on the name sorry um <laughs> to, what's it called what's it called where they wrestle the temple, uh, the temple I, yeah. i'm glad to be back at the temple obviously you know um had some personal issues here and there uh but glad to be back i'm excited to talk about what we about the episodes I watched tonight, I thought like you were punishing me for taking some time off because of what I had to watch. But of course, you know, the golden children, Jake and Jenny get the best episodes with, um, with swerve. I mean, a kill shot, kill shot, but it's nice to see baby kill a baby swerve. We'll see that. But, uh, you give me like the WWE mid card with Del Rio and Johnny Mundo. So thanks Logan. Yeah. And Davari and all the other shitheads that, uh, we will talk about tonight, but it wasn't, it wasn't, X Division great Davari with the yeah. with his music being the sound of planes crashing. So great job, <laughs> TNA. Yeah, it, it it was not intentional, but yeah, we can say it was a punishment for you uh, bailing on us for a few episodes. But um, uh, we're happy to have you back, of course. Um, do you have any thoughts about the time that you missed, the episode you missed, or just general thoughts about what's going on? Um, I'm not a big fan of them pulling and having another title which that uh the triple triple a title showed up on my last episode mm-hmm. um but i like the flashback what's going on i'm really excited to see what happens with um dario cueto's brother which uh you know we we saw more of and um you know logan when i train for something after six weeks i'm like i think i got everything so um it's nice to see the mystery woman is uh, still trying to figure out what the hell's going on um, I was shocked we actually had someone leave the promotion already in the middle of the season. I'm um, interested to see what happens with that. That was with um, not Drago. The, yeah, Drago. And because uh, I thought he was going to stick around for a little bit. Um, Pentagon, I'm insanely interested to see what's going to happen. And also uh, Mantanza, Mantanza, who is possibly dead? Question mark. <laughs> I, I don't know what's going on with that, but I'm really interested to see what's going to happen. I got you. Got you. Got you. But Del yeah. Rio can go fuck off. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and we'll get into a lot of him tonight. Um, but tonight we'll be discussing the uh, May 6th and May 13th episodes, uh, episode 26 and 27 uh, in the uh, pantheon of Lucha Underground. But we will start with episode number 26. We open the episode with highlights of the previous uh, confrontations between Alberto and Johnny Mundo kind of in the backstage, as well as Hernandez winning the three-way last week to become the number one contender, um, and as well as team dysfunction of Angelico, Havoc, and Ivelisse oh, winning. they have been, like, my favorite part, surprisingly, team dysfunction. Like, it's amazing. Like, I went from not giving a shit about the little bald midget guy to <laughs> now I'm like, oh, son of Havoc, let's go. And was... um. I can see her face. I can't think of her name. Was that a shoot broken ankle or just a broken ankle for the show? I, I think she really is hurt, but I don't know how severe it is. But it, I mean, they're playing it into the end of the storyline slash matches uh, that they'll have. But I don't know how severe or anything it is. I don't know that she broke anything, but it might just be 
real bad sprained or something like that. So I'm not sure. But um, and uh, and Sean brought up a good point compared to Sexy Star, who they were like trying to build the promotion around. Like I'm, I care more about her and her storyline than anything Sexy Star has done. Yeah, 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 Sexy Star seems to be a real, real hot button issue on this pod, especially for Sean. But uh, yeah, she's uh, she's definitely a uh, hot topic. On, it seems like on every episode, whether it's uh, Jenny defending her or Sean absolutely shitting on her at every every possible time. <laughs> but yeah, it's like I they're mean, pushing the wrong woman. It's like mm-hmm. you know AEW every once in a while when they're like, mm-hmm. "Hey, let's push this." It's like. You know, when Jamie Hayter was hot and they waited like eight months to put the title on her. But that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother podcast. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, we get highlights of them winning the trio's titles um, and then Tario threatening the crew with fe- basically feeding them to Matanza uh, if, if they fail him again. Um, but we then go to Dario's office where Alberto and Mundo kind of barge in. They're arguing over who deserves a shot. Wait, at Tuma. Look, I'm sorry. But, go ahead. Dario was creating a fucking ransom note. Oh, yes, he was. <laughs> he just had, I think he's like building the card for the night. I think that's what he was doing. He was. It like, looked like a ransom note because he really had cut did. up letters. And I was like, what, what is he, Michael Scott? Like, what the hell's going on? Yeah, so. but it's, yeah, but at some point in this little scene, he has like Alberto and, uh, and Johnny's name. So I think he was like trying to build the card. But yes, it did look very ransom notey for sure. Um, but uh, Alberto says that Mundo's already had a chance. Dario says they are the best two in the business. Uh, he says that both of them uh, will get their opportunity at some point. Uh, they said they they do agree on something, and it's that both of them uh, the, both of them deserve the opportunity over somebody like Hernandez. Dario says Hernandez earned his shot last week, and then he'll he'll make a deal with them. Uh, tonight, Mundo and Alberto will face each other, and the winner will face Hernandez next week uh, for the number one contendership. So a big, uh, big matchup as far as star power uh, to uh, in our main event tonight for sure. So, um, and then Striker and Vamp kind of welcome us in, and Sergio Mendoza is our musical guest tonight, and he is absolutely jamming out. Uh, so, uh, Schiff, what do you think of this little uh, confrontation in Dario's office? All right. Besides him creating a ransom note, um, <laughs> I really don't care about Mundo or El Patron. It's like the WWE mid card. I know this is the best they had at the time, but it's just like I don't really care at all. Um, Hernandez, that's someone else I care about even less. He is just bland. The only thing he has is that um, the, the border toss, which I don't know what they call it here, but that that's it. But he's also injuring people a lot so and him coming in like it sort of makes sense with conan like they used to be friends and everything but it's like what are we doing but then like this feels like the the 2000 wcw where like mundo and el patron have to wrestle each other and if they win they have to take on hernandez number one contender spot it's like he already won that like why are you already giving that up in two weeks it's been two weeks no three weeks since it happened my apologies sorry my dog just ran off because hernandez sucks that much (laughs) but you know and i thought the rock band seemed tired and so did the fans like they just seemed like they were lacking energy or maybe it's because they had to deal with the crew that was about to come out (laughs) 
I, I do feel like in the second episode they were very low key, but I, I thought they were still pretty high energy in this one. But um, maybe maybe I maybe I was wrong. Um, but yeah, as you said, we get our first match, and it's Castro and Cisco of the crew versus Angelico and Havoc uh, of Team Dysfunction. So um, you know, Evelise is hurt, so that kind of th- I think they kind of don't go straight to the trios match again. Uh, because of that, but uh, we get this tag match between two and two. Eva um, Lisa is serving as manager tonight on her crutches with, from her injury from the previous weeks. Uh, Havoc and Castro lock up to start. They trade reversals before Havoc hits a couple of, a couple of arm drags, then hits a back handspring elbow. Then gets an, then Angelico gets tagged in. Uh, Castro then reverses a whip and nails a big forearm. This angers uh, Angelico before reversing a whip himself and hitting a running knee. Cisco is then in, holds onto the top uh, top rope to avoid an attack, uh, and then hits a kick uh, to the gut and a big chop. Angelico then bounces off the ropes and rolls over Cisco's back before hitting uh, his little breakdance kick that he he does. That I, I, I that's, that's what I've called it. It's just kind of a weird little kick he does. Um, Havoc tags in uh, and trips up Cisco. But Cisco gets uh, his knees up on a standing moonsault from Havoc. Big strikes from Cisco before whipping Havoc into the corner. Uh, in in the crew's corner, Havoc gets a boot up on a charge and flips over Cisco to get the tag to Angelico. Angelico is in with big clotheslines, knees, and kicks. Angelico then goes for the fall of the Angels, but Castro is able to wiggle out. Uh, goes for a sunset flip, but Angelico turns it into a double stomp. Cisco then illegally comes back in and gets in a few shots before uh, being dumped outside. Havoc then uh, does a springboard moonsault out onto Castro. And Helico then does a tope of his own out onto Cisco and Bale. Uh, comes back in and hits a jumping knee uh, knee strike to, Cisco, or to Castro. Um, more kicks from Helico, but Cisco sneaks a tag uh, and catches Helico with a neckbreaker. The crew then go for the double back suplex, but Angelico slips out and falls into the corner where Havoc tags in. Uh, much to the pleasure of the crowd, the crowd goes pretty wild when Havoc tags in. Uh, Havoc then hits a springboard crossbody and seems to take out every member of the crew at first, but the numbers game eventually catches up to him, and the crew hits the shatter machine and gets the win. So, uh, Schiff, what would you think of this match? Uh, I'm glad that I had the shatter machine right in my notes because we know how horrible I am with... Uh... <laughs> with that but yeah um one thing like and i'm jealous that um it was jenny and jake that got to see that sweet dive that angelico did from the desk mm-hmm. that oh, we yeah. that we did on youtube roulette mm-hmm. um but he is um he's so smooth like he did a suicide dive and landed on his feet during the match and i thought it was awesome mm-hmm. um but um it's and at least was like yelling the whole time. That was kind of annoying, but like it draws home how they are team dysfunction. Mm-hmm. But the crew should just be jobbers. Like they got them away from Big Rick. Let them be fed to Mantanza. Like we're we're just done with it. But uh, I went two and three quarters. Like I, I don't know. I'm just shocked how much the crowd is behind Son of Havoc. Like they were chanting for him and everything. It, it, this is insane. Yeah, yeah. It seems like. Just like a month ago, he was like, everybody made fun of him and stuff like that, but they are super behind him. Like I said, when he gets tagged in there at the end before he gets hit with a shatter machine, he uh, they are going wild and uh, go pop super huge for him to coming in. So, 
Um, yeah, they're they're super behind this uh, this team. Uh, I don't blame them. They do have a lot of chemistry with each other, so um, hopefully they'll continue to have a ton of good trios matches going forward. But yeah, this I, I'd probably go two and a half on this match. It was fine. It, you know, it was about as exciting a crew as a crew match could probably be. I'd say so. Um, there is that, but I, not not a bad match, but nothing nothing special or to write home about. I'd say. Um, but we go from there, and Dario is in his office uh, with our mystery man from the crowd. We still haven't gotten his name. Uh, he's been in the crowd the past few weeks. Uh, Dario tries uh, talking to him, but he's more interested in his phone. Dario says he knows his family owns a lot of property in the area and around LA. So why come to a place as dangerous as a temple? The man then says uh, Dario likes watching violence, but he likes inflicting it. Dario then says his first match is next, uh, and we'll see how much violence he can inflict on Tejano. Um, we then go to Puma, who comes into Hernandez uh, Hernandez's locker room uh, and starts to lunge at him before Conan stops him. Conan says it wasn't cool that last week uh, how he got involved in the title match. Hernandez uh, claims he saved uh Puma's title. Conan then said uh, it seemed like the opposite was happening. He seemed like he was trying to screw uh, Puma, which is absolutely not true. I don't know how he got that opinion. Um, but Hernandez <laughs> then says he wants to make sure it's Puma that he beats for the belt. Dario then comes in and tells Hernandez uh, about the change of plans that we learned about earlier, um, as well as telling he, he and Puma that, to put their differences aside as they will tag against Cuerno and Cage later. Uh, says if anyone can get them on the same page, it's Conan. So what do you think of these couple of segments here? Hernandez sucks. Like, I'm okay with Conan. Like, it, it feels weird that, like, um, like I know our other member members of our team are, like, not really behind Conan. But I think Conan's the perfect thing for uh, Puma because, as we've learned, he's not that great of a talker, but he can put on hella great matches. Um for the for the Davari thing, I love how Davari was like texting the whole time and like it threw Dario off that he was like he's not paying attention to me. He doesn't respect me and like and it's very important that uh, Davari has a drink in his hand because we'll see later that he still is drinking the same drink when he wrestles and I just I just love that. But uh, Davari says he likes to in- inflict violence. I'm not really sure if he's a babyface or a heel if they're going for more shades of gray because Tejano was technically a heel. Um. I just want Hernandez out of here. Uh, does he stick around for a long time, Logan, or am I going to have to deal with him? Um, I think you know. I think he's around for this little this little feud here, and I, I think I think he's real here and there for the rest of the series. If I'm being honest with you, I think he's I think he is around the whole time, but I don't think he's like real involved. If that makes they, sense, they they brought in the bat, the wrong OG member of LAX. They should have brought in if this was homicide. I would be so much more happier, but. <laughs> And the matches would be much better. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I, I thought, uh, I, I yeah, Davari kind of out-dicking uh, Dario in the uh, in the office, I thought was a pretty good segment because uh, Dario's not used to somebody uh, not respecting him like that. Uh, so it's definitely, that was definitely interesting. But, yeah, Puma and Hernandez, this it's one of those things, the match needs to happen so the food can be over because uh, I think pretty much everybody's kind of down on Hernandez so far. So, and not i don't blame them at all for that so um but we go to our next match uh it's del vardavari as we are uh as uh, melissa santos tells us is his name uh and he's taken on tejano 
Doesn't really end up being a match as Tejano kind of just runs out before he can even be introduced. Uh, even drawing an oh shit from Melissa Santos. I thought that was really funny. Um, and he really starts whooping uh, Davario's ass so much that he gets DQ'd very quickly. Davari is abs- a- able to grab a mic uh, and actually hit him with it. So it kind of gives him enough distance so where he can kind of escape and run away. So uh, obviously he didn't want too much violence apparently, uh, apparently tonight. So, um, But uh, he he was able to get that mic shot in so he could uh, he could run away. Uh, but what, what did you think of this little uh, fight that they had real quick? Um, he They also called him Golden Warrior Davari, or did that I hear is. that wrong? No, okay. that, that, that was right. Okay, just wanted to make sure. You know, you know we're going to get some hearing issues. Um, <laughs> but uh, I did like how Tahano showed a lot of, um, like, show that he was pissed off instead of, like, you know, collar and elbow tie-up. So I like how he ran in and attacked Davari. I didn't rate it as either. I uh, just loved how Davari still had his drink, and I believe he even left with his drink. So, you know, this might be the most interesting I've ever thought Davari, besides when he was with Kurt Angle. So... Um, <laughs> I'm interested to see where he goes with the Tahano. You know, I was like, well, who the hell is this guy? But he's kind of grown on me a little bit, especially, you know, he seems to get in the way from the charisma vacuum that is Patron. So, um, yeah, yeah, I just want to see where it goes next. Yeah, and he seems to be heading towards some somewhat of a face turn, so maybe that'll uh, fit him a little bit better than maybe the heel persona we kind of saw at first uh, did. So, um, But we go straight from there to our next match. It's going to be that tag match that Dario uh, announced earlier. It's going to be Cage and Cuerno versus Puma and Hernandez. Uh, Hernandez and Cage start things out. They lock up and trade big shoulder, lo- shoulder blocks before uh, Cage gets a knee to the gut. Hernandez then avoids a charge and gets a shoulder a shoulder to the gut and hits him with a slingshot shoulder block. Um, Puma then gets tagged in and gets caught on a on a springboard, but is able to turn a powerbomb attempt in a Hurricane Rana. Uh, he then hits a drop kick, which knocks Cage into his corner where he tags out. A kick to the gut followed by two backhand springs into a Hurricane Rana, and then follows that with a drop kick. He then goes for a standing shooting star, but Cuerno is able to get his knees up. Uh, scores with another big knee uh, and some stomps and a drop kick. He tags in Cage and hits an STO and uh, kicks Puma into the ropes so Cage can hit a 619. Cage then hits uh, hits a t- delay suplex where he does some squats while he kind of h- holds him up uh, before kind of turning it into a jackhammer. Uh, that was awesome. He then, yeah, that was sick. Um, he then tags Cuerno back in, uh, but Puma reverses a double clothesline attempt and scores with big kicks on both guys. Uh, eventually, he hits a blue thunderbomb on Cuerno. Hernandez is then back in and uh, with some clotheslines and shoulder blocks, dumps Cuerno out onto Cage, uh, and then does a huge dive out onto both of them, going completely over the top rope. Uh, Puma seems to be going for his own kind of dive, but Hernandez kind of taunts and gets in his way, and they argue for a little bit. Uh, back in, Hernandez goes for a pin, but only gets two Tags Puma in, but tells him to hold up as he charges and hits a splash first. Puma then goes and hits another splash before Hernandez uh, whips him back in for another big drop kick. Uh, back up, Puma goes for a toss into its kick, but Cuerno blocks and hits a kick of his own. Tags Cage back in. Cage is then back in, takes out Hernandez, goes for a pump handle move, but uh, Puma reverses it and hits a trouble in paradise kick. Uh, Cuerno then comes in and hits a dropkick on Puma. Hernandez comes in and takes out Cuerno. And then Cage comes in and hits a discus clothesline on Hernandez. Once Cuerno gets back up, 
he goes for a big charge, his big charge up suicide dive, but Hernandez pulls Puma into the way. Hernandez then turns on Puma, hits the border toss onto the hardest part of the ring, and tosses him back into the ring where Cage hits Weapon X, and Cuerno and Cage get the win. So, Chef, uh, Sh- what do you think of this tag match? Uh, would you go on it? Uh, I, I probably would have gone like two and three quarters on it. Yeah, that's where I went as well. I just want to make sure. Um, I will say Puma and Cuerno have amazing chemistry. Um, makes me wish that WWE would put them in a match together. And if they have, my apologies. Um, Cage is just awesome. Like, I don't know if it's because, like, you know, we see how he just looks like another guy in AEW. But here he just looks like, you know, the machine. Um, you know, but... uh like the squat jackhammer was awesome. I love how he can hit like a six one nine. Like he hit a six one nine one Puma, and um, I said Hernandez hitting just clotheslines because he sucks. That's like something me and you could do, Logan, and we're not uh, trained wrestlers. Uh, and then we see the the beginning of the of, of the end for their team with Hernandez walking in front of Puma. Like I don't know what the hell he was doing when he's about to do a suicide d- dive. Um, I, you know, and I talk a lot of crap about Hernandez, but he did hit a nice release suplex, which I thought was pretty sweet. Um, one, one thing that I did not like about this match, Logan, was how Cage and Cuerno were basically like jobbers. Um, it looked like at first, like this match could have been against any tag team. You could have put it against the crew if you wanted, like you could have had Dario say, you know, you guys aren't getting along. So you're going to get going against my guys and then say like, if you lose, but you, you know, that. That's just me. Like, I think they should be treated better than they are. I know they got the win here, but, you know, it's just right there. Uh, I like the nice discus clothesline from Cage that he hit. And then we see Hernandez throw Puma in front of Cuerno. And I like this, that Conan didn't see it because he was arguing with the ref. Um, And when I love, like, Hernandez, like, uh, border tossing Puma on the hardest part of the ring. I I wrote that literally because I thought of you. Like, when I was typing (laughs) in, I heard it in your words. Um, And then Cage pinning puma which i thought was nice like cage still whooping puma's ass um wherever i like to see actually cage just take the title like i love puma but like they have made the title seem kind of insignificant right now and it's it's sort of like the best way to describe this is when uh i know some listeners probably isn't gonna like this it's when punk won the title the first time and like he was the the mid part of raw and like you would still have like Batista and John Cena and like JBL and all these people be the main event. That's sort of what it's feeling like right now. And that should not be the case. You should be building around Puma, not like, you know, doing the TNA method. No offense, Logan of like, Oh, WWF wrestler got released. Let's, let's sign him. Let's sign him. TNA wrestler got released. Let's sign him. And that's just how it feels right now. And and I don't think that's good for a new promotion. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, and he just, I, I feel like, he loses all these tag matches and he's like the one that's getting pinned. It's not like he's just happens to be on the losing team. He's also taking the pin, uh, in these trios and, uh, tag matches that he's been in, uh, a lot lately, which doesn't make him seem like a very strong champion. And then you add on top of that, he isn't very strong in any of his defenses either. He constantly is getting help. Uh, Hernandez has helped him quite a few times lately and then before that it just seems like he always gets some interference and he's supposed to be like this super over baby face and he kind of he kind of has been winning like a chicken shit heel a lot lately so yeah the the booking of uh his title reign so far has been uh not very good so 
um, hope, hoping that it gets better quickly, but um, we'll see as we go forward, I guess. But yeah, that, that was my most disappointing part of the match. I mean, I, I know Hernandez probably ain't going to take the pinfall either, but they could have just won uh, at the same time. But I, I am glad that Cuerno and Cage are kind of staying in the, you know, upper upper card uh, area uh, with, the, with this win. So that, that is good to see. Um, but we go from that match, uh, we cut to uh, Black Lotus, uh, as she seems to be packing to leave, El Dragon Azteca tells her uh, if she uh, if she leaves, she'll suffer the same fate as her parents. She says she's ready. He then says if she can take him down, then she's ready. He um, he then says her parents were defenseless, but if she stays, she never she never will will be. Uh, and she actually they they fight for a little bit, and he's she's not able to take him down. So. Uh, she unzips her bag and seems like she's going to stay. But uh, what do you think of this before we get to our main event? Um, I didn't realize she had a name. Uh, I put very attractive lady and weird sounding <laughs> lucha guy. He sounded like um, Ole Anderson doing the Black Scorpion voice. So <laughs> <laughs> that's what Sting, I'm coming for you. Um <laughs> I, I do love how I'm interested to see where this goes um, mm-hmm. or if it's just going to get swept away. I'm worried like when it's not seen for a couple weeks that it's just like, oh, we're forgetting about the storyline. Don't don't look into this. Don't don't look over here. So um, she looks like she needs more training. So hopefully, you know, spoiler alert. I don't think I don't remember seeing her anymore. If we get through our no- my notes and I do see her, well, then that's on me. My apologies. But uh, I hope Jake and Jenny see it next episode. Yeah, I think we saw her on one of Jenny and Jake's last episodes. I want to say it was last week, but um, yeah, I don't think we see her again tonight. Um, but yeah, she, she she said she was ready on the on the episodes we talked about with Jake and Jenny last time, uh, but obviously she wasn't ready then, and she's still not ready now. So um, she really wants to get after Matanza because obviously they've created the backstory that she uh, her parents were murdered by him back in the day. So um, a lot of parents being murdered. <laughs> or bad things happening to mm-hmm. these people, and now instead of like going to therapy, they're going to wrestle their way through it. Mm-hmm. They're going to lucha libre, you know. Yes, <laughs> uh, a, a good way to get revenge, of course. Um, but we will go for from that to our main event. It is Johnny Mundo versus Alberto El Patron. I uh, called him Fat Berto because he's still wrestling with a shirt on. So uh, I, I did, made that little joke to start out. Um, um, my note says, why is Patron wearing a shirt? Is he Flair in 2001 WCW? <laughs> I I don't know if he's, like, ashamed of his body or if he had, like, some kind of surgery scar. He was, like, uh, embarrassed by or something like that. I don't really know. I don't know what the issue is. But he has started every match except one we'll talk about later on with a shirt on. So I don't know what the deal is. Um, but they uh, they trade holds back and forth early. Uh, Alblero finally gets the uh, advantage with a cheap kick and a drop kick uh, on a down Mundo. Uh, Mundo then slides through Alberto's legs on a whip uh, attempt and scores with a double leg takedown and clotheslines him out of the ring. He then goes for a slingshot crossbody, but Alberto catches him uh, in the ring apron and hits a step up in Siguri. Back in, Alberto wears down uh, Mundo with a rear chin lock. He then hits him with some big kicks and more chokes. Uh, back suplex and then goes for a middle rope uh, moonsault but lands on his feet as Mundo had moved. Mundo then uh, hits multiple clotheslines before hitting the disaster kick. 
Uh, Mundo then wears down Alberto with a Cobra clutch. Alberto escapes with some headbutts and, and, and falls into his corner. Mundo charges at the corner, but Alberto dumps him out. Uh, and Mundo kind of awkwardly lands on the steps, hurting his seems seemingly hurting his leg. Uh, he actually, his foot actually went through the steps because the uh, the steps are wooden. But yeah, it was yeah, pretty it was gnarly, sense. actually. Yeah, it was a six spot. It could have ended real badly, but uh, he, he he it seems like it hurt it hurt his leg a little bit, but not nothing, not anything drastic. Um, but back in back in they have a strike exchange. Eventually, won by Alberto hitting a tilt world backbreaker. Uh, Alberto then goes for a German, but Mundo uh, uses his momentum to toss him out of the ring and then hits a huge twisting dive to the outside. Mundo then throws Alberto into the barricade twice, uh, goes for end of the world, but Alberto cuts him off and hits an inverted superplex, uh, but it's only good for two. Goes for the cross arm breaker, but Johnny turns it into multiple failed pin attempts uh, before scoring with a running knee. He then hits the end of the world, but Alberto is able to grab the rope before the ref could hit three. Uh, Alberto then locks in the cross arm breaker out of nowhere, uh, but Amundo is able to actually get to the rope. So both of their big finishers have been kind of reversed or kicked out of. Um, back up, Alberto hits a uh, quite a few big kicks uh, and ends up going shoulder first into the ring post on a charge in the corner. Uh, Mundo then hits a double stomp to the back, uh, but Alberto again kicks out. Back up, uh, after a quick reversal sequence, Alberto hits a super kick on a down Mundo, and that is enough for the three. So uh, Alberto gets to face Hernandez next week to see who's going to be the number one contender. So uh, what do you think of this one, Shiv? Yeah, I really enjoyed this. I know, like I've said, how this feels like a WWE mid-car feud, but it, but it felt pretty good. And these guys were both bringing it tonight, uh, wanting to put on a great match. And that's what they did, in my opinion. Um, I love when Mundo hit a clothesline on Alberto and said, this is my world because, you know, Mundo has been here from the start. I know it's only been 20 some episodes, but he was here day one ish. And, um, you know, and then <laughs> thank you. And, uh, the stair spot was pretty nasty. Like I thought Mundo got hit hard. Um, got hurt actually pretty hard on that, but uh, he, he got up and was working fine. I love Mundo working over the back. Uh, Patron hitting the Scorpion death drop from the top and got two. That was an awesome move. You don't really see that a lot. Um, Patron actually took off his shirt. Good for him. Uh, Mundo hitting the end of the world. Patron got the rope. I thought was nice. Um, and I love that uh, Alberto missed a dive in the corner and may have hurt himself, and they did. They sold that very nicely. But then Patron got the super kick out of, out of real, really nowhere and got the win. I, I really enjoyed that. Um, you know, I, I doubted they were going to have Mundo win, but it's still like, you know, I was on the edge of my seat watching the match, and I'm interested to see, hopefully, you know, this is like, who do you like uh, more in the people I hate, Hernandez or Patron? So I guess I want Patron to win, um, and then Hernandez just basically to fuck off. Yeah, or, or the ring could collapse and nobody could win. Uh, that would yeah. probably be best. <laughs> Um, but yeah, this match was very good considering how uh, down a lot of us have been on on these two uh, so far. I, I'd probably get a, I'd probably give it like a three. I think it was, I think it was a solid little match. Um, yeah, I went, I, I went three and a half actually. Like that's how much I enjoyed it. I guess I was in a good mood watching it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it had bits big stakes. It, these are two big stars. Uh, as much as you might not necessarily like either of their styles on a given day they are still big stars they've been in wwe they were stars in wwe alberto was even uh champion uh multiple times in wwe so it it, it 
it's hard to uh, ignore the star power at the same time as you might not necessarily enjoy their style or something like that. But I thought it was really well worked, uh, had a bunch of good spots. So we had the almost injury spot so that that added a little uh, drama to it, uh, of course. So um, but yeah, definitely, definitely a solid main event. Uh, uh, and it'll lead to Hernandez versus Alberto, uh, which I can almost assuredly doubt that is going to be half as good as this match was. Uh, oh, we'll 100%. Yeah. I'm, I'm a, hopefully we're wrong, Logan, but I don't feel like we are. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but one one more thing happens on this episode before we uh, head to the next one. Uh, we get Katrina telling us that death is defined as the permanent end of something, but for you, death is the beginning of a new life. She says the time for sleeping is over for you, Pasquale Mendoza. This time, nothing alive or dead can stop the a thousand deaths that are coming, and he should rise again as Mil Muertes. So Mil Muertes opens his eyes and is back alive and seems to be uh, headed for a path of rage. And him and Katrina seem to be back on the same page. So uh, what do you think? Did I miss something? Like, when did Katrina get back with him? Like, was it just uh, this episode? This is, the first right? time, this is the first time we've seen Katrina since uh, uh, Grave Consequences, so. Yeah, when when this happened, Logan, I thought I like opened a book to the middle middle of the book and was like trying to read it, <laughs> try to figure out what the hell was going on. So I'm I'm glad you like. This seems like they deleted a scene in the movie, and they were like, "Oh, you'll figure it out." Yeah, I I think the well we'll we'll learn more about uh, her uh, her. Um, motivations and stuff like that in the next episode uh but we'll talk about that but yeah it is did seem real out of nowhere that they were just kind of on the same page and she was like bringing him back to life when she seemed to want to kill him uh last time we saw her so but yeah we haven't seen katrina or or even heard anything about mill since uh he got buried in grave consequences so um but what did you think of this episode as a whole as we uh kind of wrap it up you know it was wasn't the best episode uh in my opinion but it did move the story along in a bunch of different ways like we saw more of hernandez and puma we saw mundo and patron wrestle for the first time in um in lucha underground and patron you know about to fight for the number one contendership we saw team dysfunction um still 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 being dysfunctional but you know moving along and hopefully like you know they lost to the crew so maybe the crew's gonna get a trio's title match soon maybe next episode but um seemed like we're this was just a not really a filler episode but like we led the breadcrumbs but the breadcrumbs were really dry (laughs) you know what i'm saying like Mm -hmm. it's moving very slowly yeah it it was kind of the setup to the setup so um yeah i definitely get where you're coming from what would you give it out of 10 i give it a six out of 10 i got you yeah i'd probably go six out of 10 as well um it, it had that good main event and, and the matches overall were pretty good. Um, but like you said, it was kind of a setup to the setup. So uh, we'll, we'll get into more of that in, in this next episode, but um, we'll move to episode number 27. We opened with pretty much the exact same highlights uh, of last week. Um, Alberto and Mundo's kind of conversations in their match, Hernandez becoming number one contender. Uh, and then we, uh, saw what the highlights of last week's match uh, to see who faces Hernandez tonight. Um, Dario's then with Matanza said it cost him a lot of money and uh, or a lot of time and a fortune, uh, but he finally has all seven medallions 
uh, from the Aztec, ancient Aztec tribes. It says tonight's uh, a match tonight will be for one of the medallions, and once someone has all of them, they can be more powerful than the gods. He then tells Matanza he might even bring him a TV so he can watch the violence as well. So I thought <laughs> that, was that, great. Was, that was hilarious. Um, and then Strike and Vamp kind of tell us about the night ahead. Hernandez and Alberto um, for the number one contendership. Dario, Dario having a big announcement. And we have a new luchador debuting tonight as well. So what did you think of these uh, first little uh, few scenes? Um, interested to see where the seven medallions goes. It looks like, I don't know, since Lucha Underground, it might have been better to go with the seven medallions as the world title instead of an actual world title. Like, hear me out on this, because that would have fed into, like, you know, how they're doing with, like, the ancient Aztecs and everything. So I think that would have been cooler than just having, like, the traditional way, since they want to be, like, completely different from, um, from from regular wrestling. So I think they should have done that. I think that would have been cool. I love like the spot where he said, um, you will, I'll put a TV in here so you can watch. Like, I don't know why that made me laugh so hard, but it did. I no, thought it was thought great. It was huge. <laughs> I was like, damn, let's do it. Like, and I'm really excited. Like, uh, I, I'm, I want to see what Mantanza is like. A, like, I want to see him destroy people or is it like a dog or something? Like, I'm, I, I just want to see what the hell this is, but he's going to make people fight for the seven medallions. So, are the medallions more important than the world title? Like, will we find that out, or is it just something that goes away? Uh, no, no, it'll definitely hang around. Uh, it, we'll, we'll we'll see as we go through the weeks. Uh, this it, it it's kind of a little bit of a tournament, kind of, but uh, it, it'll last for over the next uh, month or so. It actually kind of okay. culminates towards the end of the end of the uh, season, so um, it, it'll be something that kind of hangs around till uh, season's end for sure. Um, but we will start with our first match for the night. Um, it's going to be uh, Arrow Star, who we haven't seen uh, in a few weeks, and the debuting Jack Evans. Um, Jack Evans quickly gets the temple to hate him as he is trash talking the whole way down and uh, even kind of trash talks before the match starts. Uh, he quickly gets a cheap kick in, uh, shows off his athleticism, uh, but gets himself kicked in the ass. Uh, Arrow then uses his athleticism to evade some attacks from Evans, eventually leading to him hitting a tightrope Hurricane Rana. Um, Arrow then scores with a big springboard dropkick uh, in the uh, in the apron on the apron, uh, and then uh, tope to the outside. Back in the ring, Evans reverses a whip uh, and hits a big vicious arm drag. Uh, he then. Uh, land some kicks before uh, locking in an STF before Arrow gets to the rope. Uh, knee strikes and then a trouble in par- paradise kick and then hits a standing twisting moonsault. Then after a reversal exchange, Evans uh, hits a gross German suplex where they even kind of cut away because I think he kind of landed on his head. So uh, I think they kind of checked on him there real quick to make, make sure, sure he wasn't he was, dead. Make sure he was all right. Um, Arrow then evades an attack on a whip and tosses uh, Evans to the outside. He goes for a dive, but Evans is able to move. He then throws Evans into the barricade. After a brief strike exchange, Evans uh, knocks uh, Arrow Star down and hits a 450 splash from the crowd. So as much as they were shitting on him earlier, that pops him pretty huge. So they're kind of behind him at this point. Uh, He goes back in the ring and goes for a Phoenix splash, but misses. 
Uh, Arrow then gingerly tries to climb to the top rope, uh, but gets cut, cut off temporarily. And with both men are at the top, Arrow hits a top rope Canadian destroyer uh, and wins the match. So Aerostar gets the uh, win over the debuting Jack Evans here. So what do you think of this one? First off, Aerostar looked like the White Power Ranger. Like we we need that was awesome. Mm-hmm. It was great. Um, and Jack Evans coming in, walking on his hands to the ring. Um, which I thought was very cool. And he said he's the man, the myth, the legend. Like he said, I, I really, uh, this match was awesome. Like, uh, and Jack killed Arrow with a German suplex. And then Arrow, like, hip tossed Jack over the top rope and the 540 splash on the outside. At least I think it was a 540 splash. It was a lot of movement. Um, and then, like, the, I, I even have my note here is Arrow killed Jack Evans with the Canadian Destroyer. Like, this was an awesome match and it didn't really go that long and it went. It was just great. Like I, re- I really enjoyed this match. I-, I went three and a quarter on it. Yeah, I, I went three and a quarter as well. I-, I thought it was really good, real good introduction to uh, Jack Evans for sure. Uh, you know, like like I said, he he immediately got the uh, crowd uh, against him uh, as he was kind of shit talking them the whole time. Uh, seemed like a cocky son of a bitch. So, um, and arrows are. You know, like I like I've said in the past, he may not always be the most push guy, but he's always going to give you his all and always going to uh, have a really good match in these kind of situations. So uh, big, big, uh, big uh, performance there by him. Um, we then get uh, the Mac and Rick in the back. Mac is checking out Rick's fat stacks of cash. Uh, Rick says Mac could have some of his own if they had won the trio's titles. Says Mac needs to worry more about winning and less about the fans' attention and doing cool moves. Says he'll do whatever it takes to make money, even if it revolves taking out family, uh, as we have established that Mac and Rick are cousins uh, previously. So uh, what do you think of this before we get into our next match? Well, this was my first time seeing Mac. Uh, you know, Big Mac, Willie Mac. You know, I, was, I finally got to saw, see what everyone was talking about uh, in the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um and I love how big Rick said for the right amount of money, he whooped his own family's ass while he was staring down Mac. <laughs> it, it just made me laugh. I was like, "Damn, all right." Um, that's just how that's just how they are. So, uh, big Rick, you know, you tending to be uh, dangerous. Don't 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 mess with me, boy, or I'll I'll take you out. Yeah, that's I was like, "Damn." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it just yeah. Um, tension between family members there so uh, we'll see if that leads anywhere but um, our next match is going to be uh, well first Dario comes out we have seven luchadors in the ring um, says that the seven of them in the ring will have an opportunity to win one of the seven uh, Aztec medallions so uh, one Aztec medallion is on the line um, and then we'll, that will eventually give them a future chance at immortality so um, it seems like this is going to be the first match for a, a medallion, and we might get more uh, as, you know, eventually one person will have each of the seven, and maybe they'll have a, you know, a big clash at the end to, for the person to win all of them. So we'll see how that works out. But our first match tonight is going to be Phoenix versus Killshot versus Cage versus Sexy Star versus Pentagon Jr. versus King Cuerno versus The Mac. Um, we have a big brawl to start out with because uh, everyone kind of pairs off. Uh, it ends up with Penta and Phoenix in the ring. Phoenix hits a beautiful springboard drop kick. I'm not going to do play by play as well on it's this. It's too one much as happening. Do, but there, there's just too much going on. But I'll do my best. 
Uh, Penta follows that dropkick with a sling blade and a big tornado DDT of his own. Phoenix then evades an attack and hits a Hurricane Rana on the outside to Penta. Cuerno then nails a sick kick on Phoenix, uh, trying to get back in. Killshot is then in, and hit. Uh, he and Cuerno face off for the next little bit, uh, ultimately leading to Cuerno hitting a shotgun dropkick in the corner. Uh, Sexy is then up on top and hits a top rope Hurricane Rana on Cuerno, uh, and then kind of gets out of dodge. She kind of runs away after she hits that, because Cuerno seems pissed. Uh, Killshot then goes back after Cuerno, but Cage crushes him with a clothesline uh, and with an assist uh, from Cuerno, hits another 619. Uh, Mac then in uh, nails Cage with a forearm before getting uh, getting hit by a shotgun dropkick by Cuerno. Cuerno and Cage then uh, do a double suplex on Killshot and Mac. Uh, they then hit stereotype rope moves, and get, but both get their pins uh, broken up. Star then tries to take down the big Cage, but cannot face him. Scores with Hurricane Rana on Cuerno to get him out of the ring, but Cage crushes her with a clothesline. Phoenix is then in with, uh, and uses his quickness to chop down Cage. Mac then comes in and hits a Shining Wizard to take out Cage. Penta is then in and absolutely destroys Phoenix with a clothesline. Uh, Killshot and Mac then team up to try and take out Phoenix and Penta. It works temporarily, but Penta and Phoenix end up hitting both of them with hanging double foot stomps. Uh, Penta and Phoenix then hit each other with a clothesline. Star then has a moment where she continuously evades attacks, uh, eventually hitting an outside dive onto Penta. From from here, the match really breaks down. Big move after big move. Uh, pinfall, uh, unsuccessful pinfall after unsuccessful pinfall. Penta again, uh, Penta and Phoenix again are uh, back on top and uh, quickly spill to the outside where Phoenix hits a springboard twisting dive, goes back up or goes back in and goes at, uh, goes for another, but Cage actually catch, catches him in a fertile suplex position uh, where Killshot then dives out onto both of them. Uh, Cuerno is then in the ring and hits a hits his little supercharged suicide dive uh, on Killshot. Penta, Star, and Phoenix are then in the ring. Penta hits the Widow's Peak on uh, Star while also hitting the Package pile driver on Phoenix, which was an awesome uh, little move there. Uh, what he, the fact that he hit them both at the same time. Um, yeah, he goes for, badass. Mm-hmm. He goes for the arm break on Phoenix, but Star actually kicks him away before eating a gut buster of her own. Uh, and then Phoenix uh, hits a Poison Rana and a Standing Moonsault. And he steals the victory from Pentagon. So, what did you think of this uh, seven-way match here? It was it was crazy. Um, it was a lot of stuff happening right here. Um, you know, like back to the sexy star thing. She tried to attack Cage. It was like me trying to attack Cage. It wasn't going to work. <laughs> and then he killed her. I mean, killed her on the lariat. My my problem with this is they had too many wrestlers just lying around out there. It felt like it was like Roman Reigns in that Royal Rumble where he stayed in the bottom corner the whole time. Um, you know, I love how Cage caught Phoenix, uh, sorry, Phoenix, Phoenix on a, uh, watch, you, you're watching watch the national championship. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> my apologies. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, Cage caught Phoenix on a suicide dive and kill shot jumped on him. Um, and I thought that was badass. And then um, Pentagon was just beating the hell out of Sexy Star. And like like I, like you said, like the cop killer package pile driver combination was amazing. Um, 
And then Sexy Star saved Phoenix arm because we've seen Pentagon break arms with that. So I thought that was very interesting. Then Phoenix hit a Rana and a standing moonsault on Pentagon and one. I really enjoyed that. They didn't have to have seven people um, in this match. They could have done like maybe a four-way. It would have been a little bit tighter and not have people just hanging around watching the whole time. That's in my opinion. Um, but... It, yeah, I, I still enjoyed this match. Uh, the ending was very nice. Like Pentagon is just awesome. Like you, I would build a company around him. Um, sorry, Puma, you, no longer in love with you, in love with Pentagon and him breaking arms. But I'm interested to see where this goes. Like, will the other matches have seven people in them? Will Pentagon be able to get one a medallion? Because I'm shocked that Phoenix got one already. So um, I'm interested to see where the next month takes us. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think they'll all be seven ways, but um, yeah, I, I, I do kind of agree that maybe this was a few too many people, a four-way or maybe a five-way would have worked out a little better uh, for this scenario. But I do think, still think it was a really good match. I'd probably go about three on it. I don't think it was quite as uh, quite as good as that opener. Um, but it did have a lot of cool moves, uh, but it did feel kind of uh, dead in spots. Um, or, you know, people are just living around. I don't want to say it was necessarily dead, but... Um, there was kind of something always going on, but, um, yeah, th- there were, I feel like at one point they, on camera, they showed cage, like actively just like pushing Mac into the apron, like not really even doing anything. So you could tell he was kind of trying to bite his time. So it was kind of funny. Um, yeah. Well, there was multiple times you could see in the background too, like they were showing like someone fighting on the outside and you could see like one of the wrestlers, like just watching the apron, like, Oh, got to get in, get my shit in pal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I definitely get the little uh, or the problems with that that part, but uh, yeah, I, th- I thought it was still a pretty good match. But yeah, I think a lot of these uh, medallion matches going forward will probably be one on one, but um, we'll see. Um, but we cut back to Dario's office, and he is with our trio's champions. Tells them that he really likes them, but the fact remains that Castro and Cisco beat them last week. So uh, next week they'll get a trio's title shot. Havoc then complains that Ivelisse's foot is still hurt, but she then cuts in and says she only needs her hand, hands to beat their asses. Dario then says she may need her legs next week as they will defend their trio's titles in a ladder match. They all seem kind of pissed, but say that they're in and they will uh, take them on next week. So um, big ladder match uh, headed, headed our way next week. Um, we then get Phoenix in the locker room kind of untying his boots as the lights flicker and go out. Katrina then appears out of nowhere, uh, says she says he's made a huge mistake uh, by burying Mill. She says Mill needs his uh, needed his power of a thousand lives so he could be reborn even stronger than before. Now that he is reborn, he's coming for Phoenix and Phoenix is just a pawn of death. Uh, the lights then go out, uh, and it's, they keep kind of flickering, and we see these kind of undead creatures on top of the, the lockers, and they kind of jump out after Phoenix uh, as they kind of cut to black. So um, what did you think of uh, Team Dysfunction in Dario's office and then Phoenix in this little scene right here? Well, Dar- Lee still doesn't have to use the ladder. She could just send uh, Son of Havoc up there to get it for her. So like, I sure? think we're fine. Um, but um, you know, ladder match next week. I'm interested to see how that goes. Hopefully, Team Dysfunction holds the retains the titles. Then we see Phoenix and um, Katrina really screwed him over there. Um, 
But uh, I love, and I forgot his name. So I said, uh, she said, old boy is coming for Phoenix because I forgot his name in my notes. Sorry. And I just love how she said that Phoenix is just a pawn for death, which I thought is a great line and then disappeared. And then we saw some Power Ranger putty men maybe attack Phoenix. <laughs> Power Ranger putty men? Uh, I yeah. totally know what you're talking about uh, when you say that. But uh, That's that- a very specific comment that I think maybe some of the people uh, of the no so uh, listeners will who's around me and Logan's age, you know, early thirties, mid thirties, uh, we'll, we'll get that joke. So that's who, what I thought of, but they also, I realized with you describing them, they look like the dark order. Do you remember when the dark order was like trying to be not like comedy jobbers, but they were trying to be serious and like Uno sat on like the, the people, on that so they kind of look like those as well so like i don't really know what the hell's going on but uh i'm interested to see where it's going it's definitely um it's definitely like uh piqued my interest mm-hmm. yeah they, they're supposed to be some kind of undead ghouls i guess so uh maybe we'll learn who they are and maybe what they uh what what their purpose is but yeah mill seems to be coming for phoenix uh hard and heavy so we'll, we'll see uh we'll see where that leads um but we will go from there to our main event for the night. Uh, Hernandez taking on Alberto El Patron to see who the true number one contender will be. Uh, Alberto finally starts a match without a shirt, so he actually is uh, not afraid to show off his body apparently tonight. Um, we lock up to start, followed by lots of feeling out. They kind of pace around the ring a little bit. Uh, Hernandez eventually goes low with a kick, starts ramming him into the corner and the, the, into the post, takes him outside and ramps him back first into the apron. Uh, back in, throws him into the corner and goes for a splash, but Alberto is able to move and nail a couple of clotheslines before hitting a backstabber. Um, Alberto then goes for a super kick, but Hernandez moves and nails a big shoulder block. He, he gets him back up and hits a sit-out backbreaker. Alberto then pops up, uh, pops back up and hits a arm breaker and then a super kick. Starts calling for the cross arm breaker, but as uh, he's about to go for that. Johnny Mundo comes out of nowhere, pulls him out of the ring, beats him up for a little bit, and then he throws him in a really awesome spot and absolutely throws him through uh, the window of Dario's office, uh, office, and it just completely shatters. And we even get a shot of Dario kind of looking on menacingly uh, as that happens. Um, Mundo then rolls him back in the ring, and Hernandez gets the pinfall, and we kind of close the episode with Mundo standing atop the steps, uh, kind of trying to figure out whether he's the heel in this situation or, uh, you know, but he really screwed Alberto in this situation. And obviously that uh, rivalry is not quite done yet. So what'd you think of this uh, main event? Um, <laughs> these guys were not doing much at, at the start. Um, striker calling Puma a rookie made me laugh, but uh, it was just a basic match. Like, but it was like seven minutes left when the match started so i was like all right yeah. but like alberto hit the backstabber and got a two hernandez then hit a backbreaker and then uh alberto like got the super kick and the same super kick he beat mundo with and got a two the mundo ran in and hit the ddt on, on the outside and then like that was kind of a holy shit moment when he threw patron through dario's office window um uh, like i'd never realized i'm you know um like i knew mundo was heel with eminem but like this is the first time i've been healing a minute um and I love like Dario just looking like, well, you know, this is what happens in my temple. Um, I love the violence. <laughs> pretty much. 
and then like you know fucking hernandez wins so like i can't have anything but uh looks like patron's gonna be gone for a little bit because he's actually stretchered out at the end so i'm interested to see where this goes yeah he is busted up and uh stretchered out for sure um but yeah it, it was a very brutal spot for sure uh and the and the sound effect of the glass was uh super awesome it made a real loud shatter so uh really really cool spot um but uh overall episode thoughts what do you think of the second one man i don't know like i like the seven medallions but it was just like i said too much stuff going on uh jack evans showing up was good i loved him and aerostar's match um you know we didn't really get that many backstage stuff like we saw like the with phoenix and katrina and the putty the putty men (laughs) that's like like, sadly the only thing that we the only thing that we got that's what we're calling them logan so you got to make sure everyone else gets okay but, you know, I'm interested to see where it goes with Mundo. If Patron is actually going to be out for a little bit, or is he going to show up like Triple H did after he got dropped from the crane at Survivor Series 99, and I mean 2000, and then like uh, just have a patch on his head. So I'm interested to see where it goes. Yeah. But, yeah like yeah. this was just another building match. This is like, like of course, Jake and Jenny going to get the good episodes again, I'm just assuming. Like, you know, then I got <laughs> stuck rebuilding it. So. <laughs> Uh, well, 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 That's a joke, are, by the way. I, yeah. I I know Logan doesn't do this. I just yeah. If I did it on purpose, I'm way way too smart for my own good, apparently. Yeah, for real. Uh, if, if that's the case, but um, they are at least getting a uh, ladder match, so there is that. So, um, they are gonna get that uh, ladder match for the trios title, but um, y- you know, it it you're gonna get these episodes every now and then. Um, I, I thought the opening match with Evans and Aristar was really good. The uh, seven way was good. Like we said, it, it did have a little bit of laying around and wasn't, it, it was just a little too much going on. Kind of like you said. Um, and then this main event was kind of a stinker just cause it really didn't have the opportunity to last very long. Not that it probably needed to last very long, but it did have a impactful and cool moment there at the end. So um, I'd probably go the same. They were both kind of six out of 10, both kind of building block episodes. So um, that, that, that is probably right about where I would go. But um, uh, match, uh, we'll go to awards. Uh, what would be your match of the night for what we watched tonight? Ooh. 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 <laughs> uh, sorry, not a lot to pick from tonight. Um, I guess I'm going to go with Mundo and Patron. That was my highest rated match, so... I know yeah, I talked a lot of shit, but, you know, second would be Aerostar and Jack Evans, but, uh, yeah, Mundo and Patron. Yeah, I would go Aerostar and Jack Evans. I, I, I like that one a slight bit more uh, just because there was uh, there was a little bit a little bit cooler stuff going on. Um, and uh, I, I just I just really enjoyed that one in the big day de- or in the debut for uh, Jack Evans there. So um, moment of the night, I think it has to be the throw through the window. Uh, oh, yeah, 100 percent in. in, in in the in the through the window of the office, of course. Um, uh, cinematic scene. I'd probably go with the reawakening of uh, Mil Muertes. Um, but what would you go with on cinematic scene? Can I say the Putty Man? Yeah, that's fine. That's that's mine. Yeah, I was say, I, it, it would have to be either of the Katrina ones for sure. But yeah, you can go with the Putty Man. That's fine. <laughs> um, and who would be your top three performers and your MVP out of those top three? All right, I'm gonna say Pentagon, Phoenix, and um, I'm gonna say Jack Evans. Gotcha. Who would be your MVP out of those three? Pentagon. 
Pentagon. I got you. Um, I would probably go Phoenix since he won the uh, medallion. Uh, and he's obviously seems to be involved with the uh, the Katrina Milmorte stuff uh, going forward as well. Uh, I'd give Jack Evans a spot in there as well. And then uh, I'd probably put um, – I think I'd put Mundo in there just because of uh, the big impactful uh, way – the way that the episode's kind of ended. So, um, And then I would probably give – I'd probably give MVP to Mundo. I think he really – uh, he was good in the match, and then he had that big, big spot there at the end. So uh, Sean is going to absolutely shit all over me for that uh, MVP, but uh, I don't care. So <laughs> yeah, it happens. Uh, um, but yeah, that'll that'll wrap up awards uh, for tonight. Um, glad to have you back, Schiff. Um, do you have anything to plug or anything you want to shout out? Uh, no, I just want to give a special shout out to you. Um... Uh, Sean, Jenny, and Jake, and Sousa, um, and uh, for for being like uh, for this pod for, for continuing this podcast with me being gone and with the YouTube roulette, um, some other podcasts have fallen by the wayside. Obviously, like I said, I've had some personal issues, but uh, yeah, I'm looking to be back in 2024, knocking out more podcasts. Like I said, this is my first one in almost three months. Sorry if I'm a little rusty, guys, but getting back to fighting shape. Nah, you sounded just as great as always, uh, Shift. No worries. No, no, no worries about that one. So, uh, but glad to have you back. Uh, looking forward to doing more pods with you uh, in this year uh, as we're getting the, uh, the new year started. Um, but thank you, everyone, who joined us tonight, and we will see you next time we enter the temple. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs>